the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The first step in making a disciple is being able to communicate Jesus so they can receive Jesus, and then they can uh, grow in Jesus. And so we're going to study how we can communicate our faith in a clear and organized fashion. You know, so many of us, if somebody were to ask us to explain our faith, we wouldn't know where to start, we wouldn't know what to stop, we wouldn't know what to include, we wouldn't know what to exclude. So what we want to do is we want to learn uh, some basic skills. These should be included when we're presenting the gospel to someone. That is precisely what we are up to here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands. Hi there, and welcome to our program. We invite you to spend a few moments with us as we continue with our series called Sharing Jesus. Now, today's message is simply entitled, Heaven is a Free Gift. Now, we'll be working towards that truth here within the next day or two. But for now, here's Pastor Leighton with today's program. Now, growing physically requires certain disciplines. We need to, for instance, learn how to eat and sleep regularly. And we need to study our patterns of weaknesses and see if we can't correct them. And if we can't correct them, then at least compensate for them. Well, growing spiritually requires certain disciplines. And we mentioned some of them earlier. Praying. You know, if Jesus, the Son of God, had to pray, we probably should be praying more than Jesus Christ. Um... Reading God's Word. Uh, Being good stewards of the time and the money that God has entrusted to us. Adopting God's priorities and values over any others. Uh, Dedicating ourselves to both giving and receiving in a ministry in our church family. And fulfilling our part in the Great Commission. You know, we, we were in a sort of a back-to-basics kind of a mode the last couple of years, and, and uh, we were talking about where, where, a number of months ago, where does the church come from, why does it exist, where is it going, by what authority does it function, and so forth. And we found it revolves around the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, therefore you go and make disciples. And so First uh, Peter tells us that we should always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within us. We should always be able to give a reason for the hope that is within us. What is the hope that is within us? Christ. And we should always be able to give a reason. We should be able to reasonably give a reason why we believe in Christ. And so in the weeks to come, we as a congregation are going to engage in a quest to learn tools that can help us individually and as a church family how to better make disciples. For Jesus. You see, the first step in making a disciple is being able to communicate Jesus so they can receive Jesus and then they can uh, grow in Jesus. And so we're going to study how we can communicate our faith in a clear and organized fashion. You know, so many of us, if somebody were to ask us to explain our faith, we wouldn't know where to start, we wouldn't know what to stop, we wouldn't know what to include, we wouldn't know what to exclude. So what we want to do is we want to learn some basic skills. These should be included when we're presenting the gospel to someone. And while we're going through and studying that, we're also going to gain for ourselves a better understanding of why we believe what we believe. So we have a goal. We want to be more effective fishers of men and 
what we have found is that there's, in our culture, there are two prime opportunities for presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, to our culture and to our community. You know, there, somebody has said this is a, a spiritually dark place, and it really is. I believe that Pacifica holds the uh, uh, record in terms of the least amount of uh, people who attend church, any kind of church, per capita. It's less than 3%. So uh, in the entire, entire United States. So we're in, a, we're in a really dark area. We want to be able to uh, communicate the gospel when the Christmas, Easter, Christmas and Easter time, people who have no other interest in religious activities, church, spiritual activities or anything, all of a sudden say, hey, I wonder what this big deal is about this little baby that was in the manger. I wonder what the big deal is about Easter and an empty tomb. What is that all about? And people show up. At church on Christmas and Easter, they won't show up any other time of the year. And so on Easter Sunday morning, we want them to show up, and we want to present the gospel to them and give them an opportunity to respond for that. And so we're, as a congregation, going to be preparing for that. Not only so we as a congregation communicate, but we as individuals in the congregation can communicate the reason for the hope that is within us. We don't want to miss the opportunity. Now, in the next five weeks, we're going to uh, be... Um, preparing ourselves, we're going to be uh, memorizing some statements, five statements, one each week, uh, that are going to help us as individuals be able to uh, communicate the gospel. And you say, now, Pastor, is there a precedence for this? And, and uh, the answer, yes, it is, and it precedes catechism. You know, back in the first few centuries, uh, we received down through the centuries something called the creeds. And the creeds were summary statements of biblical teaching that would be memorized verbatim and passed from generation to generation. So we have some of the creeds that were actually developed back in 300 A.D. and that teach us things about our faith in Jesus Christ. So there is a precedence that goes back to the very early parts of the church. You say, well, Pastor, what are the five points? Well, this Sunday, we're going to be working on the first point. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. Next Sunday, if the Lord tarries, man is a sinner and cannot save himself. The next Sunday, God is merciful and therefore does not want to punish us, but is also just and must punish sin. The next Sunday, the Lord Jesus Christ was God in human form and purchased a place in heaven for us, which he offers as a free gift. And then the fifth Sunday, God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. Now, that last point is going to be very interesting because some people believe that they, their belief in Jesus Christ is sufficient for their salvation because they believe that Jesus Christ really was a historical character, like George Washington or someone like that. But we'll find when we study that that's not the, the definition that belief means in the Scriptures. It, it requires something a lot more than just believing that Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago. But our attention this week is brought to and focused upon, because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. So we're going to try something here in the next five weeks, if we can, together. Uh, what we'll do is we're going to learn these verbatim together, okay? So let's learn the first one right now. It's got three phrases in it. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. Let's learn the first one together. I'll say it. I'll ask you to repeat it. It goes like this. Because of God's grace. Can you repeat that? 
Because of God's grace. Again, please. Because of God's grace. One more time. Because of God's grace. Good. The second one is heaven is a free gift. Can you say that? Heaven is a free gift. Again, heaven is a free gift. One more time. Heaven is a free gift. Let's put the two together. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. Again, because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. The third phrase is, it is not earned or deserved. Can you say that? It is not earned or deserved. Again, it is not earned or deserved. One more time. It is not earned or deserved. Let's put the three together. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. One more time. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. Now, some of you might say, oh, pastor, I've been in school in years. I can't handle it. Three phrases. Well, let, me, let me suggest this to you. Just if you have to focus on one, focus on the middle one. Heaven is a free gift. Heaven is a free gift. Focus on that one. Because then if I was to say, well, why is that? You'll say, well, oh, because of God's grace. Heaven is a free gift. And, you know, a gift is a word that means something. If, uh, if you earn it, is it a gift? If you deserve it, is it a gift? So all you're doing is taking that word gift and you're, you're making sure they understand what gift means. It's not something that can be earned or deserved. So if you were going to focus on anything, that middle phrase, heaven is a free gift, okay? Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. Now, uh, there, there are far too many people who really don't understand the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not good news to them at all. Because they really don't understand what the Bible says. He's been misrepresented. Okay? And so what we want to do is we want to clarify what the good news is about Jesus Christ. What the gospel is about Jesus Christ. Now many people, unfortunately, have believed that salvation or eternal life, I'll use those two words or phrases um, interchangeably. That's the word I'm looking for. Many people believe that salvation or eternal life is acquired through good works. Good works. Uh, Some people uh, believe that salvation or eternal life is acquired through church membership. In in fact, there are some churches that have Christian roots that teach that. Hey, if you're not part of our church membership, if you're not a member in our church, you may not make it to heaven. And they teach that. You know, some people believe that salvation is acquired through being baptized And and you know, the Bible doesn't teach that at all. So I'd like to invite you to turn now in your Bibles to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. This is the question we're asking. What does it take to acquire salvation? What does it take to acquire eternal life? That's the question. This is the answer. Luke chapter 23, verses 39 and following. Jesus is hanging on the cross. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God? Even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be 
with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. Now we have recorded for us right here in God's Word an example of Jesus making very clear the declaration, you're going with me to paradise. You're going to have eternal life. You're going to be saved. And and so it's rich for us to understand what this passage describes. I'm going to ask you a few questions. First question, does the promise of salvation depend upon good works? No, it doesn't. How many more opportunities for good works did this thief have? He, he didn't. He is hanging on a cross. His arms are either nailed or, or, or roped to the cross. He is going nowhere. He can do nothing. He can't even give somebody a cup of water in the name of the Lord. His opportunities for doing anything good on behalf of, Jesus, on behalf of the Lord is gone. Pretty much sums up what we can actually do to attain God's favor, attain heaven. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Well, you have been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Our time together today, continuing our series called Sharing Jesus. Now, tomorrow, we'll continue our look at this first paradigm. Heaven is a free gift. We'll explore why this is crucial as we learn to share Jesus. We trust you'll join us. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, visit our website, highlands.us. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.